Welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks, the show which helps you decide if a game is worth spending your hard-earned money on or a try before you buy. Now here's your host, Barry Ricks. Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. Today's Kickstarter highlight is Long Live the Queen. And I have Alvin with me today, and Alvin, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and uh, who you're with? Uh, my name is Alvin Chen. I'm a project manager over with Ludi Creations. Uh, Ludi Creations is kind of a small independent game publisher that has done a couple of uh, reasonably well-known games recently with uh, Crisis and and then We Held Hands. Uh, but they've been around since about 2014, and uh, Ludi has sort of been the a poster child for Kickstarter games. We actually work with Kickstarter at like Essen Spiel. They actually share a booth with us there. Um, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, we we do a lot of stuff with them, but I think Ludicreations is better known over in Europe than it is uh, over here for the most part. Uh, some of the games that have been published in the U.S. have been done in uh, partnership with Passport Game Street. Well, let's uh, let's get you guys more well known in the states, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, awesome. Let's uh, let's jump into it. Let's talk about Long Live the Queen. What what is the game, and what can people expect from it? So it's very interesting because Long Live the Queen. We're actually putting out two different versions of the game. Right. Uh, one is sort of like courtly intrigue and features the original Japanese art and sort of has a light fantasy theme. And the other is kind of this gritty diesel punk criminal underground with like two gangs at war. Right. Um, but the, so the original game is uh, was a Japanese game called Save the Queen, and our company sort of found out about it through uh, this Miss Merck 007. She's uh, an expat who lives over in Japan and has sort of this board game subscription service where she sends out a few games sort of each month to the people who subscribe. And uh, the founder of Ludi Creations received uh, Save the Queen quite a few years ago, actually. And he really liked the flavor of it, the feel of it. And after a while, he just thought, hey, maybe if the rights are still available, I can acquire this and see if we can get this out to a broader audience. Uh, Most of the publications that are done in Japan only make maybe like 200 or 300 copies uh, they're extremely small art print runs. Okay. Uh, yeah, so actually he emailed and uh, someone not even related to the, the original publisher, Circle 3D6. Uh, their English isn't very good, so they went and asked someone else <laughs> who was also an expat in the area, Andy Kikowski, uh, who I think is involved with like RPGs and stuff. But he actually replied for them, saying that, well, they don't speak English very well, but I'll be the middleman for There you, you. go. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so that sort of all worked out, and we later got another translator um, working with uh, Saigo, who's like a translator for W. Eric Martin from Board Game Geek. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, that was it was actually intended to come out in 2015, uh, but we had to push it off because we had this huge sudden need to do a Kickstarter campaign for a crisis, which was this diesel pump game set in the world of Axia. Right, um, and it and it did so, it did really well too. Yeah, we actually sold out all of the available copies. Like, uh, right, we had only so much money for a print run, 
and the Kickstarter basically filled up. <laughs> and we had to do this weird thing where we actually couldn't accept any additional pledges, which was really too bad. Right. Uh, people are still hoping for some sort of reprint uh, sometime in the future. Uh, but partially because of how well it did, uh, we looked into can we do this Long with the Queen and sort of extend the universe of Crisis. And that's how we went from the original Japanese game and added an additional version with this diesel punk theme. Right. Uh, so the, the core of the game, the original game, was that the Queen Mother had passed away uh, very suddenly and under mysterious circumstances just before she was supposed to announce which of her two twin daughter princesses was going to become the new queen. Um, so very conveniently for one of them, I guess. Right. Uh, and so <laughs> the, the two princesses now show up with a secret array of different uh, supporters, and they now try to maneuver their way into becoming the new queen. And they can either do that by gathering three types of prestige, showing their, their strength and ruthlessness, their cleverness and wisdom, and their prosperity and wealth. Uh, and if they are able to gain three points of prestige in each of these three colors, uh, then they get elevated to the throne by sort of popular acclaim. Right. Uh, of course, the other way to win is make sure there's no one else competing for the throne. Uh, so you can, if you can knock off your sister with an assassin or a sniper or some other means, then you can also just win by default. Right. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, it's so how, of, oh, go oh, no, go ahead. Yeah. You complete your, <laughs> complete your thought. Well, it leads to a very dynamic game because you sort of can, there's this cat and mouse aspect where you're trying to chase down the other princess, but you're also at the same time, you're gathering prestige by using the special powers of each of your uh, people who are sort of, you've arranged in a hidden way. Um, and each of the players can sort of pursue different strategies based on how they arrange their special powers, um, their different characters. Um, but throughout the game, you're sometimes running around trying to get after, get the other princess, but you're also accumulating prestige, and at some point you sort of realize, hey, I could just get two more points and I will win, and then you swap strategies. And then maybe, oh, someone steals your prestige, and you go, okay, I'm going back to killing the other princess, and it sort of goes back and forth. Right. And while you're trying to kill your opponent's princess, she's also trying to kill you. So, yeah, there's a lot of kind of back and forth that goes around. Definitely. So how does a how does the a gameplay go? Like how does a round proceed that people play? Okay, so in setup you have the princess, uh, the two princesses facing each other on two sides of a number line. Uh, the number line is numbered from two through twelve. The princesses line up in seven, right in the middle, and then you secretly set up all the rest of your characters on either side of your princess but face down right uh you also have one leftover tile that you stick to the side and this is going to be your secret master and i'll get back to that afterward um on your turn you will roll the two dice and of course you'll get a value from two to twelve and if your two characters at that position uh are both face down you'll flip both of those characters face up right if both of them are face up they will use their respective special powers um, according to an initiative number based on which characters you have revealed. And if one is face up and one is face down, the person who is face up uses their power, and then the person who is face down will get flipped face up. Right. So you basically have to roll a number 
twice, you have to turn them face up and then roll it again to actually use their special ability. So there's a lot, so, you know, there's strategy involved, but there's also a lot of chance involved as well. Right. Uh, because of the distribution of die rolls, since you're rolling two dice, you're much more likely to roll things toward the middle of the board and very unlikely to roll things at the edges of the board. Right. Uh, additionally, on your turn, you can sort of you can swap the positions of two tiles and therefore move your important pieces to where you need to get them and maybe have your princess flee away from an assassin. Um, so you have a lot of these sort of mobility to play with the probability of what you're going to do. Right. Well, that's cool. I, I like the aspect that, you know, no matter how much strategy you involve, which is always fun, if you don't get those right dice rolls, then it's not going to happen. So, that, you know, right. I could just see people be like, I planned this perfectly and I can't get the die roll I need. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, I would win on a 6, 7, or 8, which are the most real, like, reliable numbers to roll, and all I can roll is an 11. Right, exactly. <laughs> Give me something right. I need. <laughs> but sometimes it's actually fun on the other side is that you're really down on the ropes and you're sort of behind, but if you just happen to roll, you know, a three, the assassin across from their princess is going to get that, you know, once in a lifetime kill. Right. And you should do it. And you're, you know, you're just hoping, okay, I just need anything to come my way. <laughs> it might just work out. But, so That's... there's always sort of hope, even if you're not playing very well, the other team has done better. Right. Uh, you, you, you have a chance. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that aspect. So as we're recording today... You guys still have 21 days left to go on the campaign, set to end on March 30th, and you right. guys are, you know, like 300% funded, so congratulations. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, yeah. Uh, there's actually a very, sort of, the Luda Creations has developed a very reliable and loyal following right. uh, for the years. It's been very nice that basically uh, we've been very certain to, we have a newsletter and the subscribers actually are the first to get any announcement of any Kickstarter campaign that we have. Uh, and generally, that means that without any publicity, we just send out to our subscribers and usually manage to fund within, well, at least the last two projects have been within about eight hours, nine hours. Right. Which is amazingly which, humbling. Oh, yeah. Think, well, and it's. I mean, we'll just trust you. Like, we don't even need to see the, all the details, but. We like what you have, so right. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know the amount of backers you have. I mean, anytime you get over that that thousand backer point, I mean that's that speaks high of a of a project, especially since you know it's not a necessarily a, a high funding project where you need a lot of money. So you you know you have all those backers, which signifies that there's a lot of people that want to get their hands on the game. Right. I think one of the nice things is that. Uh, Patients has a very good history of kind of finding these interesting gems and quirkier games that you don't necessarily see much in the mainstream market. Right. Uh, even even our most mainstream game, I would say, probably is Crisis, uh, since it's you know an economic worker placement game, but it's so different from the other worker placement games out there like uh, your victory points actually matter at the beginning of the game yeah right it's not this engine where you're just like oh all i have to do is like convert and convert and convert get a lot of resources and then the last turn or two try to turn them all into victory points right but yeah uh so 
of that our other games are like uh, royal rabbits who are getting divorced or <laughs> abstract cooperative game about you know saving your failing relationships so, right uh, that's I think which is sort of captured this uh, sort of interest in the audience of people who like to see sort of unusual themes and really cool gameplay that you don't necessarily find in you know the next zombie game or fantasy game or sci-fi game so, definitely or like building in egypt but of course we're coming out with it in egypt game soon so <laughs> <laughs> well there you go stay tuned everyone for the next kickstarter to come out so that's really exciting alvin i i appreciate you taking time out of your schedule today to come and talk to us about long live the queen i mean it seems like a lot of fun uh the, the art is fantastic and the gameplay looks like it, it could be intense and inviting and fun all at the same time and uh so thank you for coming on the show and telling us a little bit more about long live the queen no problem thank you very much for having well why don't you tell the listeners where they can find out more about uh Ludi creations uh Ludi creations of course we have a ludicreations.com as a website uh we also have a facebook group again under Ludi creations and twitter accounts Ludi creations uh so Pretty much search Ludi Creations anywhere and you'll find it. You'll, they, they will yeah. pop up. <laughs> yeah. L-U-D-I-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S. Great. So, yeah. And we'll also have links in the show notes so you guys have easy access and you can just click on those. So, Alvin, once again, thanks and congratulations on the successful Kickstarter. Thank you very much. And we'll probably see you in, I know, probably a couple of weeks we'll start another Kickstarter campaign for... That- Th- th- game. <laughs> we'll get, yeah then we'll just have to get you on again i am i'm all for that that's exciting so uh awesome. thanks to also to dan patrice he's dan the board game man you can find him at the geek all-stars he helped create our intro and outro and this is barry ricks reminding you to back your projects wisely thanks for listening to sweet kicks with bricks if you'd like to mail the show send any questions comments or interview requests to sweet kicks with bricks at gmail.com Sweet Kicks with Bricks is a Closet Geek Studios production. For more information on the Closet Geek, please head to closetgeek.net.